0: The Chargers have a huge matchup tonight on Monday Night Football against the Broncos, and if they can keep Russ cooked, they're going to have a great chance to win.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los
0: Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. And thank you guys for checking us out and making us your first listen on this Monday night football edition of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. To make sure you never miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. And David... I think the biggest key for the Chargers tonight is to keep Russ cooked and keep this Broncos offense down. We know it's been one of the worst offenses so far in the league, and there's a couple of things. And maybe a guy named Khalil Mack can do something to keep that going. But the other big thing, I think, for this game is if the Chargers can take a page out of maybe the Raiders' playbook and use the rushing attack to beat this vaunted Denver Broncos defense. And we'll see if I can pick Mike Williams to go crazy for the third consecutive week, this time drawing his toughest matchup in Pat Surtain. the second. But this episode is brought to you Buy prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you're going up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match with up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. All right, David, well, let's start with the defensive side today again. I think it's a kind of similar to what we saw last week with the, you know, the Browns knowing that it was all about Nick Chubb. This week, I think it's all about not letting Russell Wilson get back on track. We've seen the Chargers give guys like Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills and Jacoby Brissett some of their best performances of the season. But to me, if you keep Russ cooked in this game and you can keep that offense looking as bad as it has in some of these games, you're going to be in a great spot. Absolutely. It's very clear and obvious that the Denver
1: Broncos offense and Russell Wilson have not really clicked yet. They haven't really found that offensive rhythm, and the Chargers would be wise to continue to disrupt that. And the way they can do that is by making sure that they are behind the eight ball early on, on those first and second downs. Those will lead to third and long situations, and that's exactly where you want this Broncos offense. You want them in third and long because they are very, very Very bad on (laughs) third down. They are only successfully converting on third down 30.56% of the time. They are awful. You get them in those situations, it's going to be advantageous for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, 100%. I I mean, I think if you can get them off schedule, I mean, they've come up just short on a lot of, you know, third downs where they end up hunting. And I think Russell Wilson has had a tendency to throw behind the sticks. On some of those downs, he hasn't been as explosive as we've seen him in years past. And I think one thing that you could see a lot of from Brandon Staley and the Chargers defense to make him uncomfortable is a lot of cover two defense. Because I saw this stat, which I thought was interesting from PFF from 2018 to 2020. Last year, obviously, he got hurt, so it's a little bit different. But from those three seasons, he ranked 33rd in passer rating and 27th in completion percentage when going up against cover two defenses. It was something that definitely started his slide a little bit in Seattle teams using that more against him. And I think the chargers will definitely do some of that and they should be able to have a good game even as the worst defense in the league you know one of them so far this year because this is a defense where russell wilson has three four touchdowns and three interceptions so far this year they've only scored 20 plus points in one game out of their five games they only scored nine points in five quarters in their last game the chargers should be able to get it done and another thing i think that you have to keep it you know tight in is the red zone david where yeah. the broncos have been the worst offense in the league
1: yeah, they've been they've been horrible. They've only scored three touchdowns in the red zone all season. That's through yeah, five, five games. games, which is insane. It just it seems like. And I was talking to Sayer Benninger on the the crossover episode, and he was just saying that it seems like. It's been Nathaniel Hackett's offense all the way towards getting into the red zone. And then when they get there, things kind of switch over to Russell Wilson's offense. And that's where the disconnect happens. And they, you know, they don't really finish things off with the touchdown. And so that's one of the things that the Chargers need to continue to to hold against them. And one of the yeah. ways they can do that is by bringing some pressure. Russell Wilson He's been sacked 16 times this season, Daniel, and that's, you know, that's a lot. And then when he's under pressure, he's only completing 46.3% of his passes. And also his receivers have not really helped him out either. They have 13 drops on the season.
0: Yeah, I would say take advantage, and, uh, taking advantage of those drops would definitely be something too. Yeah. But I mean, that's crazy. I mean, and somehow his completion percentage in the red zone is even worse than his completion percentage. When, it, when he's under pressure. I mean, his completion percentage in the red zone is 35.71%, and that's wow. about a third of his passes. Out of those three Broncos red zone touchdowns, Russell Wilson's only thrown for one of them. He has one red zone touchdown <laughs> that's this wild. year, and the Pro- Broncos touchdown percentage in the red zone, 21.4%. Since the year 2000, David, If that held up, that would be the worst number since 2000. So 22 years would be the worst. That
1: doesn't surprise me because that level of utility is unmatched.
0: When they have some, you know, Melvin Gordon fumbles in the red zone there. Oh, yeah. The next closest team. So they're at 21%. The next closest team is at 27%, right? In the last 20 years. Every team, every season. That's how bad it's been. The Chargers have also been really bad in the red zone, stopping teams from scoring touchdowns. So yeah. this is a game for them to get back on track there. They've been a horrible team, so no nothing easy, I would say, for the Broncos in the red zone. But one of those players who can create some of that pressure, David, is Khalil Mack. And I think a lot of the times I've been going with these keys and thinking, okay, someone has to step up outside of Khalil Mack. But I think this is a big game for Khalil Mack in prime time where he could have a big one. It's a banged-up offensive line for the Broncos. Garrett is their left tackle is done for the season and the other guys have all performed admirably but they're really banged up too and they have other inexperienced guys like Billy Turner coming in right who's going to be taking over potentially a left tackle who's just kind of joining this team I would love to see Khalil Mack have a two sack performance right I would love to see Khalil Mack come up on prime time and make some plays to keep this Broncos offense down.
1: He he has to. He has to show up and, ha- and have a big performance, and I think there's a great opportunity to do that against this Broncos offensive line that you that you chronicled is very, very banged up. Just look at the injury report. It, it's every single member of the Broncos offensive line basically is questionable or out for this football game, so they're going to have some reserve guys in there, and when you're going up against a guy like Khalil Mack who has shown this season that he has a lot of gas left in the tank and is still an absolute terror coming off the edge. You're going to need all the help you can get. And I think that it would be wise if the chargers use some twists, some stunts, you got to play some games to try to free up Khalil Mack and get him as many one-on-one rushing opportunities as possible. Cause you know, the Broncos know the Broncos yeah. know that the main menace coming after the quarterback for the chargers right now is Khalil Mack. So they're going to try to do everything they can to game plan as much help to his side as possible. So you got to move him around. You got to make them identify where Khalil Mack is. So Khalil Mack can have success.
0: Yeah, I absolutely think. Yeah, it has to be Brandon Staley finding ways, especially on big downs to get him those one-on-one matchups, because there are ways to help out your best pass rusher. And we've seen Joey Bosa with someone much, you know, lesser on the other side, take over games. Khalil Mack has game takeover ability, right? He definitely yes. still has the ability to do that. We've seen him have three sacks in the game already this season. It would be great to see it on Monday Night Football. But the last, maybe most important key to this entire defensive game plan, I think for me, make Melvin Gordon fumble. Oh, yeah. And also recover it. He <laughs> the wants Chargers. To. He wants The to Chargers fumble. are the only team in the NFL that have not recovered a fumble that they have forced. They've recovered oh their own fumbles. They have not recovered a fumble that they have forced, and they forced a few of them. It's now you have Melvin Gordon coming to town, who already has four fumbles this season. He has 15 fumbles since the start of 2019. That's he is a chronic fumbler. Maybe the red zone defense and the Melvin Gordon fumbling thing can come together at the same time and you can get yeah. another Melvin Gordon red zone fumble. But it just seems right that Melvin Gordon, with all the fumbles he had for the Chargers, to give one back in this game. And I think that would be a huge help for the Chargers offense because they have something they have the bigger test this week.
1: One more thing before we move on here. I want to see the defensive line get their hands up. Get your hands up to bat down the passes. You're going up against one of the shorter quarterbacks in the NFL. He's five foot 11 and he has had four batted passes in five games. So it's something that if you don't get to the quarterback, you can still affect the quarterback by getting your hands up and knocking the ball down.
0: And it's something that, I mean, one play like that, one batted pass could be the difference in a scoring drive, right? And and then take the Broncos offense off the field. So that could play huge in this one. But the Chargers offense is going down to work it out for them because they have a very, very good defense, although banged up that they're going to have to go up against. And I think hopefully the rushing attack can keep things going for the Chargers offense to make sure that they find a way to have some sort of good performance against this defense that even when they've had worse defenses have given the Chargers fits in the past. But I do need to tell you guys about something I think everyone has dealt with and all of us deal with as we get older. And that is it feels like it's much harder to get in shape as we get older, and I'm already feeling it. But it's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses that free testosterone, the man hormone, and it happens to every man. And it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active like you want to be. Want more energy to counter that negative physical effects that you have of aging? Eugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get better results at the gym and help you look like the man you really want to look like. And Eugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testofen, which has been validated in five clinical studies and shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients and you just don't get that. Because with Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials. And Nugenics' formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Right now, guys, you can get a free complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231-231. That's NFL to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast absolutely free. All you have to do is text NFL to 231, 231. Message and data rates do apply, terms apply, and are available at nugenics.com slash terms. I also need to tell you guys something that I take every day, and that is AG1 from Athletic Greens. I wanted to see what all the hype was about. I heard all these podcasts that I was listening to talking about Athletic Greens and I know my wife my, my wife makes me take a bunch of nutrients and pills and stuff like that, and it was always super annoying. Now I have AG1 from Athletic Greens, which has really taken all of that away. And now basically I pour one scoop of Athletic Greens in AG1, what I use every day, into some water, and I drink it, and that's it. I'm done for the day. I don't have anyone nagging at me. You're getting everything that you need in, in one scoop every day. It's one delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, f- whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To help your body start your day right. I think all of us wake up sometimes and you just feel like, this is a good day. I'm feeling good today. I've had that feeling much more often when I've used AG1 from Athletic Greens. When you just have that one thing that keeps you going, you feel awake, you feel alert. You're just having one of those days. You can have those more often. When you use AG1, it just takes all the you know hassle away from getting everything that your body needs on a daily basis, but right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. time to flip things over to the offensive side of things, David. And one of the games that stood out to me that I wanted to watch the most, again, because obviously I already had seen it, but was the Broncos versus the Raiders, because that was the game where the Broncos defense gave up the most points that they've had all season or that they give allowed all season. Yep. And there were some different things. They had Randy Gregory for some of that game, but they didn't have Justin Simmons in that game. And it looks like Justin Simmons, their all pro safety is about to come and play just in time for the Chargers on Monday Night Football. But there was one thing, David, that seemed super pertinent to this game particularly, which is the Raiders were the team that ran the ball the best against the Broncos and put up 30-plus points against that Broncos defense, the only team to do that this year. And the Chargers are coming off their best rushing performance of the season.
1: Yeah, and obviously that means that the Chargers need to continue to run the rock. Austin Ecker coming off of one of his best performances in you know, a couple of years 173 yards rushing and also Josh nice. Kelly you know just fantastic 4.9 yards per carry it seems like those two guys are kind of slotted at RB1 and RB2 now which is like okay thank you it's about time these two guys have been dominating all season whenever they get the football they're making plays and the the <clears throat> excuse me the Broncos have given up 300 and eight rushing yards the last two games alone against the Colts and against the Raiders. They are running it down the Broncos' throat, and although the Broncos are very good against the pass, number one, they are 15th in the league against the run, and it seems like that part of their defense is going in the wrong direction, and fortunately for the Chargers, their running game is starting to really get humming.
0: Yeah, as far as that crossroads, I mean, the Broncos' run defense did start the season pretty well. These last two games is when you really have started to see some of the cracks in that armor. And I think that is, if you're an offense, something that you have to attack. And it's been something that the Chargers could try against the Broncos before, where they've had some poor run defenses and really good pass defenses. It's like that again this year. But you haven't always been able to ride in the Chargers for, say, 120 rushing yards. It just hasn't been that simple. But you are coming off of, you know, The Chargers themselves have over 300 rushing yards over their past two games. So it is Mm -hmm. going in the right direction there. And just to running back specifically, the Broncos have given up five yards per carry all season in five games, which is not good, right? And the Chargers running backs the last game both averaged, you know, over five five yards per carry put together. But, yeah, I mean, I could see Josh Kelly getting a lot of run in this game. I hope to see that at least. I think Austin Eckler has another chance to really, you know, Keep it going. He's had two really good games in a row, five touchdowns in the last two games. I think he could get in the end zone. I would not guarantee he's going to get in, but if <laughs> someone's getting in, I like Austin Eckler's chances in this one, especially mm-hmm. in the red zone, because they've been using Austin Eckler better in the red zone lately, but yet their offense has not been good enough in the red zone, David. And I think that's huge this week. I don't know how many chances the Chargers are going to get in the red zone this week. It is a good defense they're going up against. Last weekend, they had three drives, that were inside the Cleveland Browns 9-yard line that ended up in field goals. That could be a, the difference in this game potentially. It could be and unfortunately
1: for the Chargers, they're going up against one of the best run zone red red zone defenses in the NFL. They're only allowing touchdowns on 27.27% of your their opponents red zone trips. So yeah. it's just they are phenomenal. That's really mean, they, good. They bend uh, and then they get to the red zone and they absolutely do not break. I mean, they, they shut people out. And so for the Chargers, I mean, they're, they're a little bit better. They're 22nd in red zone efficiency, not much better. Scoring touchdowns on 52.38% yeah. of their trips. But they definitely, whenever they get into the red zone, they have to cash in and score touchdowns because you don't know how many, tri- how many tries you're going to get and points are going to be at a premium against a defense like this.
0: Yeah, and I think they need better play calling. Justin Herbert's only yeah. completed 42.1% of his passes inside the red zone this year. He does have nine touchdowns and only one interception, which is great. Maybe yeah. Donald Parham, right? Maybe that's an option. Yes. Here's something that seems criminal, though, David. Mike Williams. You want to know how many red zone targets he has this year? Tell me. Three. Three? That is he has in- three red that zone is targets. Inexcusable. This year. One of the
1: best 50 50 jump ball receivers in the NFL should not. Ever be having anywhere close to that amount of targets in the red zone? It should be three times that amount. It's absolutely yeah. criminal that that's a, a, a uh, It's a fact. I can't believe.
0: It. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's the same as Austin Ekwar. So that they've both been targeted as if they're both the six foot five you know underutilized in the twenty. I mean, they do take some shots usually to him. They really love that fade they take from like the. 20 to 35 yard line you know that they love they did it last week against Denzel Ward it should have been a touchdown but yeah yeah, I mean I I think especially when you know he's going to have a one-on-one opportunity in a lot of these cases right you should be using that more to your advantage three targets is just not enough he's a guy that should be getting a target in most trips into the red zone for sure especially when Keenan Allen is out right so I think that could be huge and I mean getting that but like It also can't only be Mike Williams, too, and I think that's an important thing. Patrick Sertan is a legitimate shutdown corner in this league. He is. Mike Williams is going to have his toughest matchup so far, you know, since Keenan Allen has been out, and he's had two back-to-back 100-yard performances. But, David, I think the Chargers are going to need those auxiliary pieces. Like, you're going to need Gerald Everett to step up after his lowest game of the season last week, maybe DeAndre Carter. I'd like to even see some Michael Bandy in this game if the Chargers want to elevate him again. I think that is the right move because, you know, those one or two plays where Justin Herbert has that trust in him to can get a first down, that could make the difference in this game, right? Where we don't necessarily expect it to be a huge shootout. So the other yeah. guys have to step up along with you know the stars like Justin Herbert.
1: Well, it's all about the matchups, Daniel, and the and the Chargers should definitely be looking to take advantage of Kawan Williams in the slot. Kawun Williams is five foot eight. They could easily move Donald Parham Jr. into the slot, six foot eight against five foot eight. I don't know about you, but I like my chances in that matchup pretty much every day of the week and twice on Sunday, especially on Monday night. So I want to see Donald Parham Jr. in the slot going up against Kuwan Williams multiple times in this game. Take advantage of that and also just the tight ends in space. I want to I want to see the tight ends get opportunities to work over these linebackers in space. I think there's an opportunity to do that. It's also going to loosen things up for the outside because like you mentioned it's going to be Williams on Pat Sertan Island. So that means that Josh Palmer needs to step up and have a big game in this one going yeah. up against whoever is going to be on the outside. It's either going to be uh, Ojemudia who's coming back from injury or it's going to be a rookie. So we don't know who's going to be outside there opposite of Pat Sertan, but whoever it is, the Chargers should be targeting him.
0: Yeah, somebody is going to have a good matchup there. I think another underrated matchup in this game too is going to be Jamari Sawyer and Trey Pipkins. Going up against Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning, who had yeah. ten pressures in twenty pass rushing snaps last week. Yeah, that's not a that that's not a misquote. H- like, his win insane. rate is ridiculous. It was fifty percent last week pressure percentage. Like that's just an insane, insane number, and he should it's be wild. back this week. But the Chargers still should absolutely win. Will they win though? Seems like a game where they're going to criminally maybe not blow out the Broncos on national, you know, television like they absolutely should but we're going to get into our bold predictions and put our money where our mouth is and make our game predictions will we both pick the Chargers to win this week I've only mispredicted one game so far this season and I don't feel good about this one because I never feel good about it but we're going to get into all of our predictions coming up after this but I need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy site and of course I'm talking about prize picks what I love about prize picks is you go on it and it's just you versus the prize picks projections you go find the ones that you want you handpick what you want your you know pick to be and your entry to be, and you go against the, only the ones that you want to go against. If you win, then you can cash in, right? And what I love about it is you can pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize picks projections. You win, and you can win up to 10 times your money on one entry. And for Monday Night Football tonight, guys, you can choose if Justin Herbert will have more than or less than 265 and one-half passing yards. Will Mike Williams have more or less in 68 and a half receiving yards. I'll tell you the one that I like the most, Joshua Kelly, more or less than 18 and a half rushing yards on Monday night football. So make sure you guys are checking that out. But it's also not just the NFL. It's any sport that you can think of. You can find with prize picks. You can go NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, even college football, and you always get safe and fast withdrawals. Download the Price Weeks app or go to PriceWeeks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. That means you use the promo code LOCKED ON, you put in $100. They'll give you $100 to play with. If you put in 50, you'll get $50. And don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, well, it's time for our bold predictions. And, I mean, we're not super superstitious. Just a little No, stitious. not at all. So I have a tough decision to make this week, David. As everyone knows, the last two weeks, I bold predicted Mike Williams to go off. In bold times, he's gone for over 100 yards. The only other time I had done it this season besides the last two weeks was against the Kansas City Chiefs, where he also went over 100 yards. Can I do it again? Against Pat Sertan the second, his toughest matchup yet, We'll find out after David gives us his offensive bull prediction for this one.
1: All right. So my offensive bullet prediction in this one is I think that obviously Mike Williams is going to get a lot of attention from Pat Sertan. So that means that the matchup, the better matchup is going to be yeah. on the other side. And I think the receiver who's in prime position to take advantage of that matchup is Joshua Palmer. And I think Joshua Palmer and Justin Herbert are going to be on the same page on Monday night tonight. Against the Broncos, he's going to have the best game of his 2022 season. I'm going eight catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown
0: for Josh Palmer. I mean, that would be not just the best game of his season. It would be the best game of his k- short career, right, in his second season. I mean, that would be great. I'm feeling it. It seems more likely than anything to go right than with, you know, Mike Williams. I mean, I think really the person that should be going with is someone like Austin Eckler, actually does have a great matchup this week and chose the Chargers rushing attack and that's why I'm still gonna say that Mike Williams is gonna go for seven catches in this game 115 (laughs) yards and a touchdown and he's gonna do it against one of the best corners in the league it has to happen it's going to happen he's been showing the last two weeks why he got paid 20 million dollars per season I think he's a couple things he can clean up from last week but I think the Chargers are gonna take some chances in his direction and I think there's no better person to be throwing contested catches to I think he's going to need a couple more in this game against a really, really good cornerback. I still think he goes off and this one helps the Chargers in prime time in the lights like, you know, he did against the Raiders in that famous game that they had. And that was Mike Williams over and over again. No Keenan Allen. They're going to need it. But let's get to the defensive side of things here, David. I think more... Ways you could go with this one because a lot of defenses have tortured the Denver Broncos offense, and there's a lot of ways to torture this Denver Broncos offense. So where are you going this week?
1: Yeah, so for my defensive bull prediction, I'm going with the guy who we're used to seeing perform at an extremely high level who probably didn't have his best game of the season last year, a guy who I expect to come back on Monday night and show everybody why he is the best safety in the NFL. He didn't have a good
0: week last week. Yeah, against, yeah, against the Browns. Gotcha. Yeah, excuse me.
1: Yeah, last week against the Browns. Yeah, uh, by his his standards, not the best game. Not by, yeah, not by the elite, super high standards set by Derwin James. I'll take it this But that's why I'm saying this week on Monday night, he is going to show off and show out. I'm going 10 tackles, a sack, an interception, and a forced fumble for Derwin James. He's going to remind everybody why he is an all pro.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. It seems like he's a guy that, you know, shows up for big-time games. I mean, last year, Monday Night Football against the Raiders, the first time they matched up, he had the interception that put the game away against Derek Carr when he was trying to target Darren Waller. No reason he can't do it again. I mean, Derwin James is a nightmare for any team, and I think he could definitely cause havoc here, especially since Russell Wilson has tendencies, right? He doesn't like to throw to the middle of the field. He does like to throw that seam route, you know, but that's pretty much it as far as everything else is pretty much outside. Learn from that. Use Derwin James. Take that away. Find a way to make him change this game because he absolutely has the ability to do it. Yeah. I'm going to go more of a team one for my defensive bowl prediction. I think the Chargers get their run defense back on track this week. It's been gashed week in and week out over the last few weeks. And I think this is the game without Javante Williams, who's on IR, right, for the Broncos. They obviously lost their left tackle last week as well. They've yeah. lost their, you know, second to third best receiver, depending on who you want to ask for the season. I think the Chargers defense, rushing defense at least, won't give up a 40-yard touchdown this week for the that first time in five weeks. No, but I'm going to say that they hold the Broncos to less than 70 rushing yards. And I'll also tack on, I think Khalil Mack shows up in prime time and has two sacks and forces a fumble it. on Melvin Gordon. All and
1: right. now, recovers it right
0: yes and it, the recovery has to happen <laughs> i mean that it only counts if you recover it unless exactly. you know it's fourth down and it's on the goal line because that that still works either way you don't have to recover that one <laughs> i'll take it no matter what but i just don't want to fumble going for a first down and having the broncos no. recover a lot that way because oh, that is goodness. what happened in the game that the chargers lost to the broncos and in, in <sighs> 2021 but David, it's always tough. It seems like it's a one and one every season against the Broncos, no matter who's coaching, no matter who's playing quarterback for both sides, and it still feels like even though the Chargers should run the Broncos out of the building at SoFi Stadium on Monday Night Football, that they won't. So, David, with the predictions now, putting your money where your mouth is, who's going to win this game? What's going to be the score?
1: Yeah, so the Broncos' offense has kind of been out of sync all season, and they can't stay on the field on third down. They can't score in the red zone. Only three touchdowns there all season. The Broncos have struggled against the run, and the Chargers running game is literally firing on all cylinders after really struggling in the beginning part of this season. Also, Justin Herbert is by far the best quarterback that the Broncos will have faced up to this point the entire season. I think his innate ability to avoid pressure and get the ball out is going to be something that the Broncos defense is going to struggle with mightily. And I think that he's going to be able to keep the chains moving and the Chargers are going to score some points. Although I do think it is going to be a little bit lower scoring because you have to respect the Broncos defense. Although, with that being said, I do have the Chargers picking up a victory here and tying the Chiefs for first place in the AFC West by beating the Broncos 24-17. to 17.
0: Uh, hey, I like that score. That's really, really close to the score prediction that I have. I mean, I think for this game, I- I'm tempering my expectations for an offense, which I think, I mean, I think 24 points is a win, you know, against this defense. And if yeah. you're the Chargers defense, you should not be giving up 20 points to this Broncos offense. They've been that out, out of sync. I mean, Russell Wilson's had one of the highest percentages of uncatchable balls thrown this year. So they're out of whack. Make them uncomfortable. Do what you did the first two weeks against Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes. And get a giant win because that's what it is for the Chargers. It is yeah. tying the Chiefs after their loss to the Bills at top of the AFC West. And it's also moving to 2 and one inside the division, right, which huge. is huge on the way to trying to win that division and take that away from the Chiefs. Also, David, it's huge because beat the teams you're supposed to beat. The Chargers should win this game. The Chargers are a better team. They have a better offense. They have a much worse defense, but that shouldn't matter in this one. And this one, yeah. they should be able to score enough points To win this game. And the Broncos should not be able to find as much success as guys like Jacob Brissett found against the Chargers and Davis Mills and so on and so forth. Make it happen in this game. Win a game handily. I just don't have any faith that they're going to actually do that. It feels like they're going to have to squeak out another win as they always seem to have to. I'm going to go. Pretty close to you. I'm going to go 23 for the Chargers, 16 for the Broncos in this one. I think the Broncos get a late score. I think the Chargers hopefully cannot make it a field goal game because it still could be potentially Taylor Bertolette out there, and we don't know how that's all going to go. So we'll see how it happens. He's been good so far. We'll see what happens with Dustin Hopkins. But this game is huge, and you can get to 4-2 and two with a chance to get to 5-2 and two before the bye week. That would just go a long ways because you have some tough teams later on the schedule and the games you didn't think were going to be tough, like the Falcons and the Seahawks, seem a lot tougher now. Go get this win against a bad Broncos team on Monday Night Football. But make sure you are back here after the game tonight with our post-game show, a special Monday Night Football edition we will be on and live after the game tonight. So make sure you guys are checking us out and subscribing to us on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also following the podcast version wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. You can also find the show on all of our social media. We post the show to the social every single day. You can find us on Facebook, on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You can find us on our Instagram, at Lockdown Chargers. Or you can find us on Twitter, at Lockdown LAC. You can find me on Twitter. I post the show to every day, at Dan Talk Sports. And Dave Drogmeier's DMs are always open, at Drog Talk SD. If you guys want to call in and get your questions in after the show to get on the next voicemail, show the number there is 323-524-7924 to make sure you get your Chargers questions on the show and help us out. We always appreciate that. And thank you guys again for just making us your first listen. It's a big game, big day tonight. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out the Peacock and Williamson show with a former scout. Matt Williamson goes on with Brian Peacock, the best voice on the network and breaks down everything around the league in less than 30 minutes. You can find that wherever you get your podcast from, but make sure you're back with here with us tonight after Monday night football after the Chargers, hopefully pull out a huge victory, but until then, take it easy and go Bolts.